0: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise and BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you can get matched with a therapist in as little as 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash T Unfiltered. That's BetterHelp.com slash T Unfiltered. Welcome to the T Unfiltered podcast. My name is Brianna Dean and I am your host Today we have a guest Amber. Amber's going to share a little bit about her journey with postpartum depression. Amber, how are you today? I'm good, Brianna. How are you? Good. So, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your background, who you are, where you're from. So, my name is Amber Hoopengartner. I am 38.
1: I am in Pennsylvania and I have lived here my whole life. Um, I have four children and with the first three, I had them when I was younger in life, 21 and 22, 23 and 24. And with the first three, I experienced postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, OCD rather severely. I was a Christian. I've always believed in God. I wasn't always living for him. When I had the first two children, I had them each two different men and I wasn't married to either one of them. And it was just not the ideal situations for either one of those So years later, I experienced postpartum again with my third. I was married to his father and it wasn't as severe, but it was still, it was still bad. And so now 16 years later, since the first one, I share my story. I wrote a book. Uh, Originally it was called Prayers, Progress, Deliverance. And I have since I'm in the process of revamping it. And so now it's going to be like a brand new book and it's called Three parts healing, all parts whole, because um, I now know that it's not just, you know, therapy or medicine or God or church. You know, you have to have all the parts for the complete and total healing. I also try to raise awareness within the Christian community, especially on how we can be healed, mind, body and spirit so that, um, you know, we can have a holistic healing because there are so many women in the church that suffer with postpartum and and depression and anxiety, you know, they think that they're alone and that's just not the case. I think especially since COVID, we have seen and the Christian community has opened up so much and is getting much better about, you know, alleviating some of the stigma and embracing some of the mental health options and strategies and resources that are out there and just doing what I feel the Lord has called me to do and sharing my part and trying to make a difference where i can
0: that's beautiful so tell me a little bit about what did postpartum depression look like for you was it different for all your children or was it the same
1: so for the first two it was about the same and for me it was um you know it was a lot of just kind of not really knowing you know where i was in life and like wanting to go 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 but being so physically tired in my body that i couldn't and, you know, not being able to focus, not, you know, being able to really bond. Um, I mean, I love them, but it was just, it was hard to really be a decent mother. And then the postpartum OCD was much more severe. And that is where you actually have thoughts of like hurting the children. And so like you see yourself, you know, doing things like throwing them out the window or drowning them in the bathtub or, you know, things like that. And I think, what I would like to say is a disclaimer that postpartum OCD is not postpartum psychosis or postpartum depression. A lot of people mix those up. Postpartum psychosis is is a very rare condition, but women do get it, and that is where they actually do end up taking their lives or their children's lives. Postpartum OCD and postpartum depression are not those things. But you know you do have very terrible thoughts, and you know you start to think, oh my gosh, like what is wrong with me? You know, how am I going to do this? As a Christian, you know, I knew to pray. Like I wasn't living for God at the time, but I knew who God was. And He has always been in my life. And so I knew to cry out to Jesus. I knew to say Jesus' name, you know, if there wasn't anything else I could say. In the natural, I had never experienced anything like that. And therapy and medicine wasn't something that was talked about in my house. It was not something that, you know, we believed in or we embraced. So, I didn't utilize therapy in any way. I did get on medications, but they didn't seem to do anything for me. They just didn't. They didn't, I don't know if I didn't take them long enough or, you know, what, but they just didn't see at the time. It just didn't work for me. So, yeah, it, it looked like uh, confusion and kind of just loss and chaos, barely making it really struggling to be a good mom.
0: Yeah. So, when you had those thoughts of hurting your child, was it just in that moment, kind of like the same moment, you're like, "Well, what's wrong with me? Why am I thinking this?"
1: Yeah, and and that's um. So I've done like some trainings with a, a organization called Postpartum Support International. They are very good at you know about giving you the the research and the data and. They let you know, you know, when you think these things and you think, oh my gosh, that's a terrible thought. That's actually a good sign because, you know, you realize in your mind that something is wrong, That that's not a normal thought. And then you want to seek out that help. And so I definitely did think like I knew they were wrong thoughts and I just didn't know how to stop them. I didn't know. And to the point where like I would hide tools in the house for myself like I would hide the knives, I would hide the screwdrivers, I would hide anything that I thought that I may use to, to hurt them, because I knew it was wrong, and it wasn't something I wanted to do, but I just couldn't get my brain to to stop, you know, having those thoughts.
0: Yeah, so did you, like, go to talk to your doctor about it, or counselor? I just want to know what it's like telling a professional or anybody not even a professional just a family member did you tell anybody and if so what were their reactions
1: i ended up telling my mom first she's like my best friend and i tell her everything she understood what i was going through she may not have been through it but she understood and so her first response was to pray you know read your bible read your scriptures and then I talked to a, a girl that I worked with at the time and she had gone through some of the same things. And so she, um, she said, you know, you need to go see the doctor, you know, you need to go get some help. And so I did. And I was so, I'm so thankful even to this day that she told me that because had she not, you know, I don't know what I would have done. I did go to the doctor. They didn't, like I said, they prescribed me, I think Prozac one time. And then another time I was on Zoloft there's a lot of factors that go into postpartum, you know, the environment that you're in at the time plays a really big part, um, your finances, the relationship, you know, you have with the with the significant other. There's so many things, genetics, um, you know, there's just so many things that play a factor that grabbing just one thing doesn't make it go away. But for me, I didn't really start telling anybody actually until after my third one was about two years old, two or three years old. And that happened because I was giving a testimony at the church that I was in at the time. And I was testifying about how, you know, I had had the postpartum with him. It was much different. I didn't want to hurt him. I just kind of wanted to hog him to myself. Like I was afraid that he was always going to get hurt. And so I always try to protect him from everything and everybody. But there was one time I'll never forget <laughs> he was about two and we were walking home and there was a bridge and like something just said, throw him over. And in that moment, like I looked down at him and he said, mommy, you know, throw me in there. Oh, wow. And I knew in that instant that it was God, you know, speaking to me because what two year old talks that well, or would say something like that anyway. So things like that, like God really You know, he really was in it. And then I gave a testimony at my daughter's baptism or christening. And in that testimony, I shared of of what I had been through. And it was such a freeing moment. And there was a woman there in the congregation who was a guest with the other church who was actually going through the same thing. And so I was able to, you know, help encourage her. And so it was hard at first, you know, to tell people. And I think now... Even still, you know, because not everybody understands. It definitely, you know, probably sounds like, yeah, you know, you had some issues, you know, but God is a redeemer and he wastes nothing and we don't go through trials and tribulations for ourselves.
0: Yeah, I know. I understand where you're coming from because I had a little bit of that. And honestly, I've never really talked about it. But whenever I had my daughter and I don't think mine was as severe as you're saying, but, you know, I those moments were something like that but then immediately you're like you said you know I knew no I would never do that I didn't want to hurt her and if anything I have been a little bit overprotective of her trying to you know keep her safe and that sort of thing so I understand where you're coming from. And it can be hard. And I think it's just your life changes so drastically whenever you have a kid. And, you know, I've only had one, but I can imagine adding another one to the bunch. Still, things change, you know, and maybe you're worried about how you're going to be there for all your kids whenever they need you versus, you know, just having to take care of one or two at a time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. That's that's awesome that you're able to share. Honestly, you'd be surprised how many times I hear that. You know, I'll, I'll share my story, and then people say, you know, I, th- I think I had that, and you know, or it wasn't as talked about then. Like from older women, they'll say, you know, it wasn't as talked about then, or or we didn't really acknowledge it too much, or you know, people didn't really know what it was, and you know, or now the younger, you know, some of the younger generation, they'll say, oh, oh, so that's what that is. So yeah, it's. I think it affects women a lot more than sometimes they even know.
0: So tell me about how you overcame your postpartum depression.
1: So I overcame postpartum depression through prayer and the blood of Jesus. That's honestly what worked for me. But again, I'm not in any way against counseling or therapy. I have since utilized them in my life later on for, for depression and anxiety. Cause there are still things that I do have, but not postpartum, just, you know, in other ways. So at the time, yeah, therapy and Jesus and scripture, but now, you know, looking back, I definitely would have utilized therapy had it been something that I thought was okay. You know, like I said, my family, we didn't do, you know, we were a family. What, what happens in this house stays in this house you know, you don't go and tell your business to random strangers. <laughs> Even now, my mom, you know, I tell her I'm in therapy. I'm in therapy. I, I have a Christian counselor. Like, you know, I journal. So I'm all about all those things now. But uh, at the time, I just wasn't. And so um, I definitely recommend, you know, all all the things.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your journey. Is there anything else you want to share? When's your book going to be out? So it is a work in progress right
1: now. My um, original one is available on Kindle, if anybody's interested in that. And the new one I am hoping to release by um, Christmas. I feel like Christmas is a good time to bring out something like that. You know, sometimes Christmas can trigger emotions and, and thoughts and things of that nature. So that would, I would like to bring it out by then and have it be my my gift to somebody, you know? <laughs> But it will be available for pre-order probably by the end of November.
0: Okay, cool. Good luck. Because I know that has to be a lot. I've, I've never written a book, at least not yet. So I can imagine all the stuff that goes into that.
1: I've always been a writer.
0: I started writing in like sixth grade.
1: I never imagined I'd write a book. Like I've always written poetry. That came easy to me. So yeah, writing a book, it's it's definitely a little bit harder for sure. But I think once you get in the groove of it, definitely take the chance. Definitely give it a try. And now with, with all the resources there are for like self-publishing and things, it's definitely a lot easier than it used to be.
0: Well, thank you so much, Amber. It was great having you today.
1: Thank you, Brianna. It's nice meeting you. Thank you so much for having me. Enjoy the rest of your night.
0: this episode, make sure to go and rate and review. It would mean the world to me. And share it with a friend. Until next time, friend. Goodbye.